It's Lamar Gibbs. Welcome to the Thoughts of Redemption podcast, where we celebrate the process of thought and God's hand in it. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode, brand new episode of the Thoughts of Redemption podcast. This is Lamar Gibbs of Thoughts of Redemption. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This week is a special week of podcasts because I have two podcasts, one that will be released on Friday of the LA recap. And this one I may release uh, tomorrow, Thursday, really. And it's a topic that I really wanted to talk about for some time or rather just being in my heart for some time because of my experiences with it. Um, it's no secret that I, I do have uh, a, a good amount of friends of, of the opposite sex. Um, I do have a lot of, of women friends in my life. And and for some people, it's, it's really hard to imagine being friends with the opposite sex. Um, because there's there's a lot of, of feelings that could be caught, or there's a lot of misunderstandings about things, and and, and it's, it's it's something that can really bring confusion if if you're not really taught on it, or you're not at a place where you have examined yourself in regards to this reality in life. And the first thing I, I kind of want to start with is. Uh, being friends with the opposite sex is a dynamic that's designed to bless your life, not to tempt you into sin. I know that, you know, sex appeal and all these other stuff comes into play in life, but we have to understand that even in a sinful world, we are not just sexual beings. We are beings that were designed to be in community with one another. And it is my firm belief that you cannot develop as a man if you do not have good and wholesome relationships with the opposite sex. There's no way in my opinion that it can happen because we were designed to be in community with one another, man and woman, male and female together, and not just in marriage. And this is something that's not taught about a lot in the body of Christ. I'm grateful for my own church and how Pastor A.R. Bernard, Bernard teaches about relationships and levels of intimacy because it's, it's, it's not as common to really take stock into the relationships that you hold in your life, whether it's family, friends, or romantic interests that you may have, ministry, professional, all these things are different dynamics and all these things have different levels of intimacy, all these things have different levels of engagement that happens and when you don't have a system, you don't even have a mindset in place that allows you to internally and, 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 and mentally and emotionally just examine places where people are in your life, you can get into trouble because you are just doing things haphazardly or doing things randomly and you may not know how to, to really engage with it. And so what tends to happen is there's a lie that gets pushed and developed where it's said that, oh, you can only be friends with the opposite sex if, if they're ugly or if they're not attractive. You don't, you don't really like them like that. That's the only way you can be friends. And that's a, a straight lie because, for one, attraction is never planned. And if it's never planned for people that you are attracted to, it's never planned for people that you're not attracted to. So let's say you're friends with a person and you in your mind are thinking, oh, I can be friends with this person because I'm not attracted to them. Haven't you heard stories over and over of people that you were not attracted to, but because you are spending time with them, you started to see qualities that you liked in the person or your mindset literally started to shift, the way that you saw the person started to shift 
in your eyes and they became attractive to you just because of the person that they were, which speaks to a deeper level of, of personhood because it's not just the physical that uh, matters of attraction comes with. There's also personality. There's also the way that we think. There's also the way that we express ourselves. And there's also us spiritually. We are spiritual beings as well as having a physical body and a soul with the mind, will, and emotion. We are spiritual beings and we are attracted to spirits. We are attracted to each other's spirit and the essence of an individual that they communicate themselves in a certain way that you haven't experienced before and you can find yourself attracted to them and you never were attracted to them in the first place. And like I said, in contrast to people that say, oh, falling, you can't choose who you fall in love with, um, I, I would switch that because love is a choice, is an action word. I would say you can't choose who you're attracted to. There are things that happen in, in your life where you can be attracted in certain seasons, in certain places, and in certain uh, dynamics and environments where it wouldn't have happened before. And that's something that you can't plan. And so the truth is, uh, not everybody that you're attracted to, you would date. And you and we know this because when you choose to commit to someone, especially as a Christian, I don't want to speak in general. I know in general people may have casual sex or they may just date casually. They don't have any purpose or commitment to doing what they do. But in my view, as a Christian, I believe that there should be intention, intentions and, and purpose in doing what you do. And I firmly believe and, and know that even when you're committed to pursuing somebody, you can still be attracted physically to other people in that way. And, and, and not in that way, but attracted to in different levels or whatever. And I say this because look at the existence of adultery. Adultery wouldn't exist if we weren't married, if, if you didn't have someone that you were married to, but yet you had attraction to somebody and you didn't really nip it in the bud or you, you entertained it and, and temptations happened and then things happened and then uh, adultery happened. It doesn't just happen out of thin air. It has a context to it. And so no matter who you marry, no matter who you choose to be with, you, you never, there's, there's never a, a moment in your life where your physical attraction to someone just cuts off because marriage happens. Marriage is not a ma magical pill to stop people from being attracted to other people. It's a reality that as in life. And there's a verse in the Bible where it says, the eyes of men are never satisfied. We, we and that's in, in general when it comes to desire, but it applies when it comes to romantic interest because uh, there's a dynamic where, where there's always a pull, a temptation that can come up no matter where you are in your life, that can come up that, oh, this is better than what I have. This starts spiritually too because in, 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 in the nation of Israel, God prophesied to, God spoke to through prophets and said, oh, you're committing adultery by going to other gods. And so adultery first started in, in a spiritual sense and it manifests in the physical sense. And so if we can be drawn away from God, even though he's the all sufficient one, even though he's the one that we desire, we've committed our life to, we can still, uh, um, there's still other gods that, that would call the people's attention and people would commit adultery against God in their relationship to God and go into other gods. And so who's to, who's to make you think that you're just this all-encompassing individual as a finite being where there's nobody else that this person that's with you will be attracted to except you. And so I think that once we take that dynamic into play and we take that reality into play, we are able to examine relationships in a, relationships in a better way. We're able to engage each other in a better way. 
And so I encourage you to practice examining the relationships in your life. The friends that you have, friends that you have, not every friend is in the same level of intimacy that you have with individuals. You look at Jesus and the disciples. John was a disciple whom he loved. And it was John who, whom Jesus spoke to in the Last Supper about who was gonna betray him. And the other disciples, he didn't tell them. There was certain dynamics that happened. And this is something I talked about on Grow The Heck Up um, on a, as a piece that I contributed to the growtheheckup.com website about relational dynamics. And there are, there are levels of intimacy, there's levels of access, there's levels of vulnerability that you will have with individuals. And this happens even in our own families. Like there's connections with my own family, like my, my, me and my dad versus my, my twin and my dad. Me and my twin, we're both twins. And yet my dad relates to my brother when it comes to music and things way deeper than I could ever relate because I don't pursue music and I'm not gifted in that way. And there's things that me and my dad experience that, that my twin doesn't experience and my other brothers don't experience when it comes to theology or when it comes to just life and, and things like that. And so it's the same thing when it comes to friendships. There are different dynamics that we have in our friendships and it determines the level of intimacy we have, the level of interaction that we have, and it's all these things that happen. And so, and so we just have to practice examining uh, the place that people hold in our life, the, the place that family holds in our life. And sometimes those places change based on the, the way we engage each other, or the place that our family holds, the place that our friends hold, the place that if we're in a relationship romantically, the place that that person holds in your life. Professional relationships, when you're working on the job, when you're working in different areas and in, in arenas in business, as an entrepreneur or as an employee, it doesn't matter. You still have professional relationships that have a certain boundary that if you cross it, you're trespassing things and you're cutting off the life of the relationship. And you have ministry relationships. And it's, it's so much ways that this discussion can go, but just practice examining the relationships that you hold in your life. And once you do that, you're able to bring a greater value to the platonic relationships that you have with the opposite sex. And you don't have to always worry about, oh man, I'm not gonna like this person. Oh man, you don't have to worry about all that kind of stuff. And, you, and you're constantly, this is a constant thing where you're examining yourself, you're examining your motives for what you do, for when you hang out, where you hang out, who you hang out with, how much time you spend with the person, what you're revealing to the person, all these things have to come into play. And it's, and I'm not saying to micromanage it, but at least be aware of the place, the places that people hold in your life and don't make it confusing. Don't, don't, don't switch up on people or don't have people switch up on you. Make sure that you can have real friend conversations. And, 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 and when I, when I, and I've been speaking about intimacy throughout this podcast episode, but understand that intimacy is not the same as romance. I'm not romantically involved with my Lord and Savior, but I'm intimate with my Lord and Savior through prayer, through worship, through Bible study, um, through fellowship with my fellow believers. There's a greater intimacy that's developed with God where he starts revealing more and more stuff to you because you're able to be sensitive to his heart, sensitive to his ways and his, his purposes. And you learn more about him as you read the word of God and what he's revealed about himself. He's made himself vulnerable. He's opened himself to us. He's given us access to the throne of grace that we can seek him in our time of need and we get to experience the faithfulness of God. We get to experience the love and kindness of God, the joy of God. And so intimacy is not the same as romance. Romantic intimacy is different from the intimacy of friendship. There's intimate details that 
you express to a friend that you don't express to a stranger. So there's levels of intimacy there. And so this is this is really in my heart because as a church, as a body of Christ, we really aren't taught how to relate to the opposite sex. There, there's a blog that I wrote about me being a virgin and about sex and how the church doesn't know how to teach about sex. And because the church um, in, in many ways doesn't know how to teach about sex, they don't know how to teach about how to relate to the opposite sex. And so when it comes to romantic relationships, it's like don't have sex until marriage and there's no nuance, there's no type of depth to the conversation. And then the same way when it comes to friends, it's, there's nothing as much there. So you're figuring it out on your own and we have certain ideas about how we form friendships. We have certain ideas and we take our cues from the world. We take our cues from even our friends, whether they're knowledgeable or not. And we take our cues from certain places and we're not really grounded in learning how to develop friendships. So we can't even read, even, even when, let me, let me even go to the, when it comes to having friendships with, with the same sex, right? There are people today that can't even read about David and Jonathan's intimate close friendship without assuming that they're gay. There's, there, there's just so many levels where we don't understand how to relate to different people, how to love people, how to love one another, which the Bible calls us to do, to, to have brotherly and sisterly fellowship, to have fellowship with our family in Christ and to, to know how to be friendly and to, and to just develop friendships. and, and how can we say that we have a friendship with God and yet we don't have an understanding on how to develop friendships in our life? And so I just encourage you to take inventory, self-inventory about the relationships that you have in your life, how to develop them, how to grow them, how to make them deeper, how to be a blessing to your friends, how to allow the friends to be a blessing to you, how to, and if there's a need for healing in your heart and in your mind and in your soul, because of the experiences that you've had with so-called friends or so-called family or so-called whatever and you are damaged or you don't know how to, to build relationships I, I pray that in Jesus name that God will restore you with a, a, a heart of purity and bring wholeness to you to your soul and to your spirit and that you're free to develop and to trust more and to give more to love more to be to enjoy more to be refreshed more and to, to fellowship more and to just grow deeply and intimately with the friendships that you have in your life and to remember and to remind yourself of the positive blessing that having friendships with the opposite sex will have on your life. So I, I just pray that this is a blessing to you. I pray that this helps you. And I just continue to encourage you to enjoy the process of thought in God's hand in it and continue to change your way of thinking because Christ Jesus has changed your life. Much love to y'all. Be blessed. Later.